I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off have the facts this is the show now i'm your host ali abdulatif and with me as always is my co-host and sometimes friend justin dodgy hello justin hey guys are we talking to talk this way this entire episode uh i mean i'm gonna talk normal i don't know why you're being all weird i don't think i'm being weird necessarily i think i'm evoking a certain tone for this episode which is i think a little bit more poetic Oh, is that is that what you're doing? Is this your is this your poetic voice? This is kind of my NPRE poetry voice, yeah. I, I I hate it, and I don't think our listeners would appreciate it very much. No, you don't think they'd be into it? No, I don't think so at all. All right, well, I guess let's talk normally then. Um, so this episode is. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of comments being like, "Go back to that old style, Ali. You were more interesting." Oh, you're the crazy weird voice. Yeah, people are people are into the crazy stuff, I think. I have no evidence of this, but I think it. Okay. All right, cool, so today cool. we are talking about No Name's album. No Name is a rap hip hop tour artist poet. Uh, and her album, Telephone, which is actually more of a mixtape and less of an album. Yeah, it's a mixtape, right? Officially? It like is a mixtape. Officially. Okay, that's what I thought. Do you have any nonsense uh, to discuss beforehand, Justin? Uh, I am going to this is hardcore this weekend. Oh, so that's cool. Is this a hardcore festival? It is a hardcore festival. It's actually called this is hardcore. It's in Philly. Uh, in I'm going with one of my friends. Yeah, some of the bands that are playing are Chromax, um, Saves the Day, which I'm excited for because they're going to play more of their older stuff rather than the newer stuff. And then I hate Code Orange, but Code Orange is playing. And, and why do I'm going to see Code Orange. Uh, what? Why do we hate Code Orange? Uh, just not a fan. They just kind of suck, so not a big fan. Disappointing. And also, they're just like, their drummer's an asshole, and uh, pretty much they just kind of are shitty people. And yet you like Oasis. I mean, I like Oasis. Well, and then I'm listing the rest of the bands. Gorilla Biscuits, 100 Demons, a bunch of Jesus Peace, Harm's Way, a lot of good bands playing. So, I'm excited for that. Um, but Oasis is great. You're just weird and don't like Oasis. But you said you don't like assholes. They're not really assholes, though. Wait, you're saying the Gallagher brothers are not assholes? They're not assholes to, like, other people. They are assholes to other people, though. Yeah, but, like, not really. They, like, they don't, like, kick people or anything weird. I feel like there's a lot of weirdness there that we're just deciding collectively to forget. We're just glancing. We're, we're, we're glancing over because I really want to listen to Champagne Supernova. Yeah, exactly. Which also yeah. sucks. Anyway, uh, sounds like a hardcore festival is going to be fun. Yeah, I hopefully will not break my body. Um, yeah, other than that, is that in reference I mean, to the mosh like pitching? Uh, the mosh pitting and mainly the it's not really the mosh pitting as much that'll break my body it's more, more of the stage diving ah uh, yes 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 yes, yes. I, I know this about the hardcore shows where you all just get up on stage like it's normal and then just jump onto each other as if it's fun interesting yeah it's, it is a fun time it's like you're diving into water except it's people and it's just arms just touching you all over your gross body gross people's hands that have been god knows where they're very sweaty yeah. Sweaty hands. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, thank you. Hard pass. 
<sighs> you seem so grumpy, buddy, today. Um, well, I shouldn't be because I spent most of my day watching Rugrats. Is that why you're being a child now? How am I being a child? Uh, if anything, they are more like adults in child form. Ugh, I oh. guess. And those Rugrats, they get into fun shenanigans. It's very interesting. <laughs> By the way, this, this episode just sounds great. I'm sure the people will love it. Um, all right, let's just dive into the record. Um... I guess you should ask me how I feel about it. Okay, Justin, how do you feel about this record? Oof, 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 Okay, like, I'd like to strongly rec- disagree the rec- with the, this. The record, the record as a whole sounds like a combination, which is, by the way, I don't think we even introduced the record. It's No Names Yesterday. No, it's No Names Telephone. Yesterday's the first track on the album. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, sorry. Um, telephone. Um, but literally, it's just so... It's like if you took a Lupe record and combined it with a Chance record, and that's literally what it sounds like. Well, I will say her, she like came to prominence from featuring on a Chance song. Um, well, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Look, I will agree that she's definitely a product of Chicago rap. Like that is very clear in her style, in her references, in and you mean the fact that she says Kanye at least once a track. Uh, she definitely does. Yes, she references Kanye quite a bit, but. Uh, she definitely is in a very unique and interesting position. She takes her inspirations and she's very proud of her inspirations. She's not kind of ripping someone off without acknowledging them. Like you can see that Lauren no, Hill's a big homage. influence on her. She's paying, she's paying homage and I appreciate that. But at the same time, like I don't hear any originality on this whatsoever. Strong disagree. I think lyrically she is very, very, very unique. And then she takes some interesting sampling stuff to kind of give this like poet poetic vibe that's less um, in your face where I feel like a lot of like rap beats in from Chicago can kind of be. And she takes some kind of more a soulful approach to a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but I think that that soulful approach is like, hey, let's copy the last chance record that came out in 2016. And then also like let's deliver with the uh, Lupe flow. And that's no name. No, I definitely disagree. I disagree very strongly on all of your points. Okay. Well, do you want to dive into uh, yesterday? Oh, I'm dreading doing this episode. All right. Let's 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 just go into <laughs> yesterday. And I know the money don't really make me hope. The magazine covers drenched in gold, the dreams of granny and mansion and happy, the little things I need to save my soul. And I know the money don't really make me hope. The magazine covers drenched in gold, the dreams of granny and mansion and happy, the little things I need to save my soul. Who am I, Gypsy Rap? Yesterday. So this 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 song it reminds me. I mean, this is why like, I I drew the conclusion. So it opens like a Lupe rec- track from like the Cool from his from the record by Lupe called the Cool. Um, I mean, this song's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like she is like it, it lures you in, like the beat like lures you in, like it's it's almost like ambient and dreamlike, which is pretty interesting, as well as like 
it, I mean, the whole track seems to be speaking about liking the older days. Like, yeah, I'm making money now, but like things were so much simpler back then. Kind um, of deal. It's it's kind of it. Okay, sort of. It's so the entire album's a reflection on herself. Like, it's it's particularly interesting because this is the first thing she really put out, and it's a reflection on trying to discover who she is. Um, that the next album, the first album she puts out is is. I mean, a compliment to this album, but we'll talk about that at some other time, maybe. Uh, but right now, so yeah, she she's talking about her grandmother's death uh, and how it affects how she views her life and her career. Okay. And I, I think it I immediately puts you in that very that, personal, personal space. That's fair. Uh, also, one thing I did notice, I mean, just starting off, obviously, as I listened to the album more and more, I noticed that she uses it like cigarettes is one of her common words mm-hmm. that she always raps about. Does that carry into the next record or is that only on this one? I'm pretty sure she mentioned cigarettes in the second album <laughs> or the first album. Yeah. Cause yeah. she brings it like every, she brings it up every other song. So I was um, just curious. If that's yeah. a thing that she brings the other up. Thing she, you might notice she brings up a lot is gypsy, which is her original nap, rap name was gypsy. And then I think she went by no name gypsy. And then she dropped Gypsy and she went by no name. Well, these are these are things that I am learning. So I yeah. was unaware of that. That's why um, in the very beginning of the song, she goes, who am I? Gypsy rap. Gypsy needs her dollar back. She's like just kind of like reflecting on herself earlier on. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not, I don't hate how the mixtape opens. Um, I don't think I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty good song, but not my not my not my favorite by any means. Yeah, see, I, I kind of really love it. And I think it's a very, the, the thing about this album that I'm going to come back to a lot is how she mixes this uplifting energy with tragedy. And she starts off this song by talking about like her dream of being rich and successful and having her grandmother in a mansion full of gold, kind of like that, that dream she had early on. And, and, and now that her grandmother, her grandmother's passed, how she's kind of, it's shaken her entire, um, self-image and that's what this entire album is reckoning with is who she is and what she's given to, to do what she does and what she needs to do to continue being successful and all of that kind of and it's kind of condensed into this one very dreamlike very beautiful song that's fair I mean, I think it's an interesting in- intro into a mixtape. I will say it's probably one of the better, like, I mean, like, she didn't treat this like, a. it seems like she didn't treat this like a typical mixtape and just like, like, more like in a record than a, uh, than a mixtape. Yes. I will say that. I, I, th- that this entire mixtape kind of strongly ties together. It is very much, so she wanted it to originally be like a phone call with someone you love, right? That's, I think, her original conceit for the album was she's on the yeah. phone with someone she's in, falling in love with and she's saying all this stuff about her life that's good and bad and weird and awkward and just oversharing. And then it kind of transformed into, I think uh, at one point it was each song had something to do with a message left on her phone and then it kind of became about how her entire life is on her phone and it's including Twitter and texts and phone calls and how all of your life kind of comes through your phone and i think that she's playing on all these themes but it's all about kind of encapsulating your life in this interesting weird tragic comedic way okay well adding out of that 
darkness. Let's uh, let's have a little, a little sunny duet. Ooh, but before before we go to sunny duet, sorry, I wanted to also point one thing out. She talks about brother Mike, who's another rapper from Chicago, and she talks about his passing. Uh, yep. And she she has the lyrics, uh, "Me missing brother Mike like something heavy." Uh, me heart just wasn't ready. I wish I was, a, I was a kid again. And I feel that's a very interesting way to depict death where like, you know, your heart just wasn't ready to lose someone and then it happens and you just wish you were like in that innocent kid-like phase where you kind of don't understand it. And th- there's the burden of recognizing death there, which I, I really thought was a interesting but playful way of going about that. That's fair. I mean, I feel like she does do uh, a lot of these songs. She play, she goes, she interweaves. The one thing I will give her is that she does interweave tragedy with such ease, mm-hmm. and and kind of lets you like take a look at it like a duck tour, and but like you kind of pass through, like you like you have your conductor, your instructor that's just like telling you, hey, and there's all this shitty shit over here, and then you kind of just keep moving on, even though that like there's all this god awfulness on the side. Yeah, there's two more, I think, much more tragic songs later on, but we'll get to them when we get to them. You're right. Let's get something a little bit more uplifting. Sunny duet. <laughs> Sunny duet. I hate this song. Really? <laughs> Fuck off. See, I really like it. I, I think it gives that that like kind of fun, <laughs> kind of jazzy duet vibe. No, because then and then like the vocal goes in like when he act. I don't know the the, the gentleman's name. I think the it's mind. The mind. The mind. Um, when the mind starts, um, it is just god awful when he actually sings like the i, I just don't look and it doesn't like mix well with her voice as well at all really and i think it's just a poor choice of like maybe honestly they should have done like a female vocal or something like that on top of it um and this is also like where that you can feel that chance the rapper like like the late the latest record like his last his last release you can feel that influence on it and i just don't like it like, I like it when she strays away from that more than anything. But, like, just, like, I mean, like, I get that this is trying to be a little bit lighter and whatever. But it's just, I, 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 like, I can't get over the do-do-do. I think that that just, like, ruins the song for me. Okay, see, I, I really like this song. I, I don't think it's the, maybe necessarily the best one on the album at all. But I do think it's it's really, really good. I, I disagree with you. I think his voice is kind of, like, a good intro to, like, her raps because... It is. There is a bit of a disconnect between their voices, but I don't mind that at all. And I think it's 
it's interesting because it is about love and the, the, the boundaries of how you define yourself. I mean, his verse is, um, name is just a name, but don't call me crazy. Like, you know, you, you can define me however you want, but like the, he's like creating basically the boundaries of that. And I think her lines in this song are particularly great and fun and interesting in a way that like, I think the first album kind of expands on fun lyrics. Um, but uh, I got my candy cane and my name is hella pimpin' too is one of my favorite brag lines ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I I think it was one of those songs where it's just like I that that just turns me on because it's the whole song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like he does that only in the verse or, or only on the verse or only on the chorus. Like this thing, I, I I hate it. Yeah. And and you're, you're this is another song where uh, your cigarettes come into play because she does mention cigarettes again in yeah. the song. No, literally, I think she, I, I think she's I I'm not I'm not opposed to it. It's just interesting that like cigarettes. I mean I I mean I would get it if if I quit cigarettes or if I quit cigars, that would be the thing that I would only talk about. So. <laughs> See, I I think I'm, I think I'm not sure. I think basically based on this song that she um, stopped smoking weed as much and started smoking cigarettes instead. Oh, okay. Which, I don't see how that's better for you, but okay. <laughs> Not that it's better for you, but that, you know, you can maybe accomplish more on it, or there's less of a stigma of it socially. Yeah, well, like, being a I black person nowadays, in Chicago guess, smoking a lot of weed, people are like, oh, you're a deadbeat, versus smoking cigarettes, and like, okay, that's just unhealthy. So, maybe it's playing with that. I don't necessarily know exactly what her relationship with cigarettes is. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just, I just find it interesting. I think it's like one of those things. Like whenever we talk about artists, a lot of times there's a lot of like, on a record, there's like a thematic like line that kind of comes through on all the songs that kind of tie them together or ties this idea together. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I just, I really honestly just couldn't dive into this track more just because of that 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 vocal just don't like it. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh... Go to uh, something else that's uplifting. Diddy Bop. This sound like Mississippi Sippy Cup. Baby turned Bibby up. Henny invented the catalyst for happiness in my cup. This sound like kiddies on the playground. Mama was running up. Ooh, you about to get your ass beat. This sound like niggas complaining when they bitches like Razzy. Be 2K in the stereo. We juke in the backseat. Or juke in the basement. In love with my case. Where's this feel like jumping in the pool when I'm knowing I can't swim? Ooh, you about to get your ass beat. For stealing that $20. Like, baby, just ask me. Mama said she loved, loved, loved us. When the lights was off, we had to stay with cousins. Granny at the BBQ with Pity as husband. Summertime, city lights, shot town. My town, my town. After school matters, like I'm needing that stipend right now. Can the cup parking lot got caught with the blunt like wow. Diddy bop. So, this is the first song I actually like. Okay, cool. I really like, like this, this one too. One. Why do you like it? Um. Well, first of all, I think this is the first track that, like, lets her like she kind of rips with the flow you okay know what i mean kind of thing yes like, she does like, get she to showcase like, her, her rap really in this one better than she kind of gets in the, the other ones yeah like i feel like it's the first track. i mean i i think she does have like this flow on a couple other tracks but i think this is the first one that we really go like oh shit this she can really fucking go for it you mm-hmm. know what i mean because i feel like there's like rap but then there's like rapping like when you're on a flow and you're on a grind and just kind of go boom 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 yeah so so this um, this record or this 
a mixtape doesn't really feature her like maybe this one there's a couple other ones where she really gets to get into the the more rappy elements but she really doesn't do that as much in the mixtape and then in her first album she really kind of gets to push that and there's even a line in the first album where she says and y'all thought a bitch couldn't rap huh which i think is a really good line to like all the people who criticized her during this mixtape period yeah no that's fair um, but yeah, I think this is a great song. I think it's doing like a dichotomy. Diddy Bop, popular in the 90s. Uh, she probably, I think, grew up in the 90s based on her age. Um, so I think she's telling her story of growing up in Chicago. And it's all these like fun, bright moments that she's remembering of eating ice cream and being in whatever and doing all this stuff. Plus all the like dangerous elements of Chicago that, I mean, is notorious. And But that's, that's, this is where, this is where that like tour guide type thing. She's like taking us through this like dangerous time and like, and whatever through Chicago. But like also at the same time, she's got an ice cream cone, even though like somebody might be fucking blowing somebody's face off or something yeah, like that. And her mom's telling like, her to run before the streetlights are go out and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, ex- exactly. So like, I think that's a really interesting, like, ha ha ha, funny, funny, fun time childhood. And then it's like, but all this other shit, but that's like all she knows. So that's like yeah. an interesting, it's an interesting, um, development on that. And like, definitely talking about like, I mean, she definitely has respect for her town and where she grew up and stuff like that. So like, it's not like she's ashamed of where she grew up or, or cause some, some musicians or artists tend to like flake away from where they're from. Whereas like, I feel like she's fully embracing it. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I think this is the first song on the record that I actually enjoy. Not that I disliked yesterday that much, but like I think it was the first one that I'm like, oh, I like that song. I throw it on a playlist or something like that. Yeah, it's it's a very fun song and I think very exemplary of that style she has of being fun and witty and fast and uh, sad and happy at the same time. Yeah, which is awesome. I think that's like a really – I think that's – that's that's like – I mean to be fair, maybe I might have been a little harsh before, but I think that's like the one thing that does set her apart. Her wittiness is what – and wordplay really is what keeps her kind of sets her apart. But I've, I mean, I'd be interested to hear other releases from her as she matures, if she gains a little bit more of her own voice, because it seems like she's kind of relying heavily on this like Chicago rap sound. I mean, here's the thing. I, there's a lot of Chicago rap, but there's also you can see other female black artists uh, that like have definitely influenced her, not necessarily just these like other um rappers in chicago but there's this like history of music i think that's a vein in her music um, like a missy elliott or something like that i don't know if there's any missy elliott there's definitely some nina simone there's definitely some lauren hill you kind of get these different uh female voices kind of coming through her that's fair um but let's... yeah no but i mean she even does sample nina simone on the end she does sample nina simone and she does um, a lot of the times, maybe in this mixtape, she only does it once, but she does it again later on in the album a couple times, I think, where she said, does the everything is everything line from. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, let's move on. All I need. No name off the drug. No name quit the weed. Telephone delight. Love is all I need. My honey bee, red, black, and green, majestic queen. This for my homies, my homies say love. This for my homies, my homies say love. This for my homies, my homies say. Like maybe I'ma miss you after autumn and all of the falling collars and ringers when singers hitting my telly and telly page and my beeper. The reefer got me like, whoa, slow down. 
I need a minute for minute's sake, a dinner plate. A Casanova with catalogs of his dinner days make me feel special, J Electro Soul. I need a nigga to follow me to the rabbit hole and fall in where I fall in. I'm ballin', I'm on control. I'm ballin', I'm on control. All I need. See, I like the vocalist on this one, the Xavier Omar guy. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's got a good hook on it. I think he, I think he compliments her voice a lot more. He does. I, I, like I will sh- agree with that. There's a depth in his voice, and there's a lightness to her voice, and they kind of go very well together here. Yeah, I think this is a better pairing than the other one was. Um, I think on this one, I like that she brings up Jay Electra Soul. I think that's cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, I also think that, um, by the way, I'm curious, is she Muslim at all or Arabic? Because I don't she think brings so. Up Umi, Cause she brings up Umi and, mo- and that means mother in, in, um, in, uh, in Arabic, right? Yes, it does. Um, I don't so, think she is, but it, she could be. I mean, it's possible. Wow. And you thought I didn't listen to this record at all. And meanwhile, I'm bringing up is this Arabic shit. So I mean, it's saying. an Arabic word, but like black culture because of the prominence of islam and black culture is that has a lot of arabic language kind of embedded in it so i I don't get surprised when i hear it there it's not um necessarily a flag that this person is muslim it could just be something that's carried over by the way i hope to listeners i don't mean that in a bad way i was just curious <laughs> if that was anything um yes you co-host the but, show uh, with a muslim man we we, we kind of get it it's cool <laughs> yeah okay um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just thought that was interesting. But like, I feel like the track is like, all I need is kind of like, hey, this is what I'm about now. I'm grown up. I kind of have my shit together and like looking for what's important. Like the, the like little bullshit is not really going to bother me. That's like the kind of what I got from the track. Yeah, it's it's that. It, I'm, a part of it for me is uh, like, you know, when you uh, kind of want to fall in love very badly and a part of the song reeks of desperation in like a very deliberate point. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I find that very powerful um, where she's talking about like the stuff, like how hard it is, what she's willing to give up um, again, cigarettes is in the song where she says, uh, everything is everything, a cig- cigarettes for wedding rings or something like that, where she's like, she's willing yeah, to, exactly. to trade That's that off. Stop smoking. Really to- notice. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like I mean, this is what the the fourth track that we're yeah. on now. So like, yeah, I mean, this is when I realized, oh shit, this is a pattern. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's yeah, that's definitely something she she is dealing with at this period. I don't think she mentions it as much in the next one, but maybe a little bit. Anyway, but yeah, it's the, yeah, the need I, for love this, is this, very. This, I uh, think this. Yeah, the need for love it seems to trump all of the other shit like it's not like the weed she needs anymore it doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't need that or um it's more the the need for love i think is a good point yeah or like and she's still a, trying to launch a career and i think that's kind of in the back of this as well yeah she's like yeah the career is cool but like i think she's even seeing that like the career can get you so far but love is kind of where it's at mm-hmm. and yeah especially when you're grappling with like a death and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um you want to give it a reality check? Hey, yo. Oh, it's so bad. Opportunity knocking. 
knocking a nigga was out for coffee and out of quit like my window the grammys is way too lofty and i could stay here forever i could die here i don't have to try here can i get my two sugars please jesus made an album i'm still waiting in the line for cream she dreaming technique color lip black and white opportunity knocking a nigga just got her nails no skeletons in my closet gonna open the door when yell come they ain't gonna wanna see my silhouette rap you fucking cognac i smell it all black Mississippi vagabond, granny gon' turn up in her grave and say my granny really was a slave for this. All your incompleted similes and pages ripped, you know they whipped us niggas. How you afraid to rap it? You up to heaven after so we can freedom now. Ain't no ocean floor when you can be a Jesus now. Don't feel the light that way. Reality check. This this is probably my favorite track on the record. This is a very powerful song. Yeah, I mean, this is like it, it seems like, um, like first of all, the female vocal on it is beautiful. Yes. It almost feels like an Alicia Keys type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it almost kind of compliments No Name in the sense that like she's almost like if Alicia Keys could also rip a, vo- a rip of fucking rap as well. Yeah. Um, which I wouldn't put it past her. But um, no, I, 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 in, in all seriousness, though, I think this gives you all the best parts of her. Yes. It gives you a flow. It gives you a comparison to a really good artist at the same time. And that she can kind of stand out on her own still while being on on, on with a great artist. No, I, I, the, everything about this song, I think, screams this is why she got a record deal. Yeah. I will say so um... – First of all, I thought you'd like this song because I think generally, whether or not you're, you're necessarily super aware of it all the time, you're, you're very gravitated towards raps, no, not raps, songs about anxiety and insecurity. And this is definitely one of those. Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> where she's like afraid to fail or that like what, what she'll leave behind basically, why it was difficult to write this in the first place, why it was difficult to write anything she writes. And then that's why I think the, the other voice in this record compliments her so well, because it's such a deep and soulful voice that it feels like not necessarily that she sounds old. She doesn't, but that she sounds kind of like grandmother's wisdom telling you like, don't fear the light that lays deep within. Just it's, it's this reassuring voice that's t- like someone's given her that's inside of her telling her, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to do great. Like, don't be afraid of your own talent. Don't be afraid of what you can do. You got this. Yeah, no, and I, th- I think that's that's like her, her inner voice, inner whatever. No, I, I think it all plays to all her strengths because it's not like she's like the most confident. It's not like she's out here rapping like I got money and I can do whatever I want or mm-hmm. I'm the best. I can spit whatever. It's like she does have that anxiety and and and, and self doubt, which I think almost fuels her even more. Yeah. So, Ugh, I, I mean, I will say, uh, so have we not hit your favorite track yet, I assume? No. That's fair. All right, I guess we'll uh, dive into the interlude. Freedom interlude. I thought I was going to write a rap. I thought I was going. I thought I was going to write a rap, but this be baby miracle. Gold, alphabet and the cereal I'll forget why I'm here alone Sentiment for a different song Let's get back to IG I'll pin the DM I think he liked me Asiatic, black man Affinity with lap dance The walls is caving The laws is changing Because we ain't the God We made them They all forgave them I think I wrote a song About confusion and perception Messages and bottles This illusion on the guest list You said plus one So where your plus one at? 
hope he find his way to Arizona now. I hope he find Fatima and she hold him down. Freedom Interlude. For an interlude, I thought this was actually pretty solid. Yeah, I thought I think what's really fun about this song is that in in terms of an interlude, she decides because this entire album is very thematic, very cohesive. Each song is about something, and it kind of sticks very well to it, which is something not a lot of rappers do. A lot of rappers kind of jump around in their song, and in this interlude, she allows herself that freedom. She kind of jumps different topics. Her, her style kind of changes up a little bit. She ends with like a Nina Simone thing at the very end of it. It's she does all these interesting, fun things. She drops a line there about Bill Cosby for no reason, just because she has something to say about it, right? that's yeah no this this i think this she uses as a free form not only she uses as a free form to bring up topics she wants to bring about that aren't cohesive with all the other songs Mm -hmm. and also i i mean it's the typical like i feel like hey this is what i can do flow wise yeah this is the craziest my flow can go which is like i mean that's what you do on a mixtape that's what that's what it's for yeah, so, but while I think a lot I, of people think like this... would be all of this interlude, she kind of had yeah, a lot literally. of self-restraint and or- organization and then kind of put the interlude in there to show like, yeah, I, she can also cut loose and do all these fun riffs and these interesting rhyming schemes and, and stuff that doesn't necessarily have um, – well, I think each line does have meaning and is significant. It's not all put together this story or this theme. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. All right. Well, let's go to, I'm going to straight up call it my favorite song, Casket Pretty. It is very good. Yeah, I I think it's a very interesting idea and like a very weird I mean like we said her way of talking about tragedy and all this kind of thing is just like all these people falling and dying around her that she used to know due to you know the inefficiencies and growing up in like Chicago and Southside Chicago um I think it's a very interesting way to paint these deaths. Yeah, it definitely is. She she does this beautiful tragic language that's very colorful and poetic.